If we were doing that, I would literally just go straight from the bus, not even drop off my backpack, and just go drink a liter at Beer Garden and eat a bunch of food. Yeah, that's true. I could get there by 7, I think. I think I could definitely do that. I don't understand why it closes at 8. She closed at 9, man. Does it literally close at 8? That's what their website says. That doesn't make any sense. People don't want to be on the boardwalk at night. People are like, ooh, it's scary. Howdy, it's Sunday, July 10th, 2022, and this is episode 177 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Our Baltimore Orioles yeah? have won eight games in a row. And I don't mean this with any sarcasm. I sincerely love that Orioles Twitter is taking a massive victory lap right now, one game under 500 and in last place in the AL East. Yeah, and like, not only that, but in last place by like five games, right? I think there are maybe only two games behind the Blue Jays now. Oh, you think? I thought the Blue Jays were like four games above 500 or something. I don't have the standings up, but they're getting close. They're only like two games out of the wild card, man. <laughs> so what happens when you have like 18 wild cards now. And one division that is just so much better than all the other divisions. It would be crazy if there were five over 500 teams. In the East. So hopefully we don't do that like five and 32 or whatever we did. Four, that one four, season. It was four, four and 32. Yeah, that, that was, was awful. Worse. I remember in that season when we got to 500, I think we were like 61 and 61 or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, we're really going to do it. We're really going to have a 500 season. And then four and 32. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in 1877, there was a letter written that you have insisted that we read and I will take it upon myself to do it. So... <laughs> On September 26th, 1877, Anna Stewardson Cope sent a letter to her husband, Frank Cope, during a stay at Anna's sister's cottage in Atlantic City. So, the letter was titled, Amusing and Dismal Description of A. City in Mosquito Time. My dear Frank, after we parted from thou yesterday, which, by the way, I don't think thou has been used in longer than this. So I know, that yeah. Be, that had to be, like, <laughs> archaic even in those times. Right. But. I was surprised. I mean, 145 years, but still. Anyway. After we parted from thou yesterday, I could not help wishing thou had continued with us across the Sahara of America, as Tom calls it, to be re rewarded in the end by refreshing sea breezes which have not greeted us yet as we expected. We had a comfortable trip down, but by the time we left Egg Harbor Station, the mosquitoes were evidently quite numerous, and when we reached Sister Anne's cottage, we could scarcely speak to her for the swarms of mosquitoes that met us on the piazza. So thou may congratulate thyself that thou did not come to this silent city by the sea, a perfect contrast to its stir and bustle of life in June when I was here last. We've come to behold a deserted city where the inhabitants seem to have suddenly fled, perhaps in dismay, at the vast army of mosquitoes that have invaded it and still hold it as far as I can perceive. The temperature is like midsummer, no sea breeze so far, and Sister Anne says they seldom have much of it at this season. So, apparently, September in Atlantic City is a bad place, and you shouldn't go there. Is that the lesson you wanted to pass on? It's funny that this seems to be the first sort of really hateful thing written about Atlantic City that I've ever, ever found. <laughs> it's like, come on, this is a health resort. Let's talk it yeah. up a little bit. No. Now it's just mosquitoes here to suck your blood and humidity yeah. and heat. August and September, I think, in Atlantic City it strikes me as, yes, it could be quite hot and miserable there. So you would think by the end of September it should be a bit cooler then. That sounds like it was unseasonably warm then. 
Yeah, and also, in my experience, Atlantic City tends to be a little cooler than the rest of New Jersey <laughs> at any given time. Even Ocean City, where I was last week, anytime I checked my phone, Atlantic City was always like three or four or five degrees cooler than Ocean City. So when it was like really hot oh. in Ocean City, it was actually a few degrees cooler in Atlantic City. So I don't know what that is. They always get sea breeze. Ignore this Anna Stewart's in Cope. There's always sea breeze in Atlantic City, even in September of 1877. I was there and I know. I do like, by the way, that it seems like the sisters' names are Anna and Anne, which also is like huge red flag. There was also an Annette in the family. <laughs> it lists a bunch of of people involved on the Incredible. website, and it's like, yeah, Anna, Anne, Annette, Alexis, Alfred. Perhaps that's why they like A City so much. A, a dot these. city. That is true. That's yeah. probably why they went to A dot city, as you just said. The All same right. exact words. So 1977. I think we've, we've said quite enough about that, yeah. So t- take us through 1977. Oh, I'll be linking to that letter so you can read the whole thing. Because that's only part of it. It goes on for pages, I promise. 1977, the Marlboro Blenheim closed. It was owned by the same family for its entire 71-year run. Bally's bought it in 1977 and closed it with plans to build it. Because, you know, it is the site of current Bally's. From the Atlantic City Experience, our favorite website ever, the White family operated the Marlboro Blenheim for its entire tenure, witnessing its evolution from a posh vacation spot for celebrities and well-to-do guests through its time as a military facility during World War II up to its reputation during Atlantic City's less successful days as the home of the newlywed and the nearly dead. That's a very popular phrase, by the way, like hoteling. That's, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, I wish they had, you know, cited that quote because it would be really funny. And then you look at it and there's like so many places that that's attributed yeah. to. No, no, no. Yeah, believe me, it's... Including whole towns. Like, I think Vancouver, lots of places in Florida. Mm-hmm. Because both demographics really like things that are cheap, so... So this is kind of the obvious impact from what we talked about last episode, which was the passing of casino gambling in Atlantic City. And now you get companies buying up properties. There were other ones at the same time. Um, other companies that bought up and closed hotels at the same time. But I feel like the Marlboro Blenheim was like the iconic building. And if you see a picture of it, if you care at all about old Atlantic City, that's like the building you think of in the middle of the boardwalk, I think. So that's why I brought that one to the agenda. Yeah. So you just got back from, well, at least a, a trip to adjacent to Atlantic City. And my understanding is you, you went there for a little bit of a day. So why don't you talk about it? Massive Atlantic City trip report. <laughs> I was in Atlantic City, I believe, for one hour and 45 minutes. So yeah, we were staying in Ocean City for a week. And it's about, you know, 25 or 30 minutes from Atlantic City. It seems like it should be much, much closer than that. It's like 10 miles. But you either are going on roads that just have nonstop stoplights or... You are going out to the AC Expressway, which seems insane to me. It seems insane that those two things are the same amount of time. So we did both. We did one on the way out and and one on the way back. So we went to the arcade. We took my brother and I went, my two kids and his daughter, ages 10. I guess she was still nine at the time, but she turned 10 like two days later, (laughs) seven and four and took them to the Lucky Snake and kind of ran around a lot and tried to see what kind of value we got for our money. I bought a $50 game card. Paul bought a $100 game card because there's a massive bonus on the $100 game card. I think I used about 40 or a little less of my dollars worth of game card. He maybe used like a third of his. I'm going to guess we spent around $70, $75 total for about an hour and a half of gaming for three kids, which doesn't seem too bad, really, actually. 
And let me tell you, the kids did not discriminate when it came to games. They were not like, ooh, what's the best value for my points? No. Ooh, that's that's their mistake. My son was literally like, went to one machine, was like, Daddy, I want to play this one. Swipe the card. As soon as he finishes that one, he jumps to the next machine one step over. And it's like, Daddy, I want to play this one. And swipe the card again. So, like, that's not really the way to do it, I don't think. I did finally get to start to, like, usher them around to some stuff. They did, of course, want to do a lot of tickety crap. Not the coin pushers, but things like drop the balls in the little tubs and... Oh, that cat game where you throw all the plastic balls at mm-hmm. the, like, cats? They were both broken, man. Oh. That was a fun game. Yeah, we played it quite a bit. Like, you could swipe and play, but they weren't really working, so that sucked. Uh, so I don't know how new those were <laughs> and how long their life was at the showboat, but yeah, they weren't working great. One cool thing that they have with ticket games is the squirt gun games. I'm familiar. Shoot it in the clown's mouth or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So they have those, but they're just automated. As soon as they get at least three people, I think, swiped, the game counts down and it starts. But one cool thing about it is instead of just like, you know, whoever gets their thing in the target first wins because it's one target, a couple of them have targets that move. There are three different targets Ooh. and they it lights up which one you need to be hitting. That is much and that's better. a much more fun game. We were splitting all the tickets at the end between the three kids, so that's a good way to actually get a lot of tickets for, you know, uh, also a lot of credits, but still. So we did that stuff. We did mini bowling, um, which I think is the best value there. All five of us played. We took over two lanes, two of the short little lanes. It's a really cool setup, like perfect for the little kids. It's maybe a quarter length of an actual bowling alley. You can put up the bumpers individually for each player. And so they really loved that. They were very excited about it. I've taken my kids bowling before and after that. And my daughter gets so frustrated because, like, she's seven. You know, she can barely get the ball down the lane. And she's just, you know, putting up ones and twos all the time. And here, she can very easily get the ball down the lane. She got a strike on her very first roll. She was super excited. So that was cool. And you can do also do five-frame games instead of ten-frame games. So, so that we just did a five frame game and it was perfect. And I good. think that was, that was a good time. So, All right. highly recommended. A couple of notes about the Lucky Snake. The boxing ring that's over by all the big TVs, mm. I guess what they call a sports bar, um, is gone and it's been replaced by a big climbing tower. So basically like, a climbing wall except it's four narrow walls in a square shape uh so that i don't think that was up and running yet but that's a new addition the other thing i noticed is that when we went to the prize center there was a lot more stuff at the very low end of the prizes so if you go with your kids and you end up with only like you know 100 tickets or something it's more like chuck e cheese now where it's like okay you can get a finger puppet you can get a crappy little plastic basketball hoop you can get a whoopee cushion yeah man the classics. So that was much better. Chinese finger trap, another classic uh, <laughs> low, low ticket prize, right? I think when we went the first time, it was like, there's nothing. Like, we, we we had, you know, 700 tickets or something. And it was like, there's nothing I can even get for this. Of course, my son is, like, pointing out stuff. Like, I want the, you know, Lightning McQueen hauler truck thing. And it's like, that's 35,000 tickets. You're each splitting up 1,200 tickets between the three of you. So you each have 400 tickets. Like, you're not getting that stuff. So I have to say, like, the 1,200 tickets... I already had 750 tickets so, <laughs> from the first time you and I went. So, like, mm-hmm. it is not like we got 1,200 tickets. The tickets you get per play, I think, is still very low. Yep. But it was a good time. They loved it. My son asked to go back. Like, three days later, we were in Maryland, and he was like, I want to go back to the place with the games. And I told him it's two and a half hours away, and normally he does not like sitting in the car. And he's like, I don't care. 
Like that's not how life works, but I'm glad he's so enthused about it. I mean, I feel like in like 2005, 2006, when we were 21, 22, that is actually how life worked. But I feel like it should have worked more like, like I just didn't take advantage of it enough. Yeah. No, I feel like me and Taylor, especially like, yeah, we had some pretty extemporaneous kind of like just out of the blue AC trips. So, so yeah, I did not tweet my whereabouts. I didn't get any freebies. I just paid my own money. And I think we left pretty happy with how much game time and everything we got for the money that we spent. There was no option for a timed game card because that was originally our plan mm. was to get like a timed one hour cards. game card. Yeah. Yeah. They did just advertise on Facebook that they're doing timed game cards for pinball and I think retro arcade games. And just removing like the main floor totally yeah. pretty much. Yeah, so I asked for details, and I never got a response. Like, I just res- responded to their post on Facebook, but... Need to reach out to Haley and be talking yeah. about how disappointed you are. I guess I'm not as cool as I think I am. Because <laughs> that's what I want to play there, is the retro arcade games and the pinball machines. Um, so the kids got, you know, their crappy prizes, their whoopee cushions, and foam paper airplane things. They were very, very happy with their selection. So, I, you know, I, of course, I'm looking at this stuff like, you're getting three bouncy balls here. Like, is this really that exciting? They were pumped about it uh until holden broke his plane in the car on the way on the way yeah that was inevitable Inevitable. (laughs) uh and so on the way back we're going to ocean city we went back down um basically going atlantic the whole way Mm -hmm. and figuring we'll go past lucy the elephant this way yeah because i've never seen it and i can now say i've seen maybe like part of the trunk and the tusk because it's entirely covered in scaffolding right now Uh, so it's incredibly disappointing Got to make it look good, you know? Yeah, so hopefully, you know, some when I actually do see it, it will look amazing. Um, I'll have to settle for the tiny replica of it that was at the mini golf place we played at on the boardwalk <laughs> in Ocean City. Yeah. So that was my lucky snake trip. The kids loved it. Definitely good. confirmed my suspicions. They did not. I mean, my daughter, like, begged a little bit for the crane games, but then she her very first attempt, it was like the classic picks up the item, and then as it has to make its first turn, it's just like yeah. jerks the thing and drops it. She was sad about that, but we managed yeah. to shuffle them out of there without much crying about, like, I want to the animal and all that stuff. So it was good. No meltdown. We had predicted meltdown. There was no meltdown. No meltdowns? Yeah. Three three out of three children enjoyed it? Zero yes, they loved it. Meltdowns. All three of them loved it. Yeah. Good. Oh, and and Paul talked to the cart track people. Mm-hmm. What they said is that basically everything's controlled by a remote control and if they see that you're just like a boss out there, that they can, you know, let you off the leash a little bit and give you some more speed. I don't know how mm. true, how, how much they're really willing to do that. I definitely got the feeling, even in our races, that like they are controlling it a lot. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's interesting to know. Ah, good to know. All right. Bar One at Resorts is now the Coral Lounge pop-up bar from May 27th to September 5th. I reached out to you about this because I knew you'd be so excited about this because it's kitschy and terrible and right up your alley the featured drinks include the diving horse orange crush jersey hurricane and vanilla pineapple margarita so how excited are you about this on a scale Mm. from one to ten i wanted to be way more excited about it than i am (laughs) for one thing like the specialty drinks that they listed are all going down the direction of like super sweet just get you wasted kind of stuff like that's not really my style yeah i mean i would try it you're not 19 anymore the, the vanilla pineapple margarita, that does not sound good to me. That sounds terrible, yeah. And really, even the decor, like, I think the idea is fine, but it does just sort of look like they threw a bunch of stuff up over the bar one, which they did, so. That's what they always do, right? It's the bar one I think way. this is the second one. 
Yeah. They had a Valentine's one. Valentine's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like the idea of kind of changing it up a little bit every few months. Yeah. This specific theme was not calling to me. All right. So the Waterfront Buffet at Harris is gone and it's being replaced by, and be prepared because this is a lot of different things, Bobby's Burgers, Purple Zebra Daiquiri Bar, Jade Street Authentic Asian Cuisine, and Chicken Guy. So can you tell me about those and especially Chicken Guy? Yeah. So Chicken Guy, I was like, what is Chicken Guy? I've never heard of this before, but I noticed it's guy with an exclamation point and it's it's a little familiar if you've hung out at various Atlantic City eateries. Yeah, at any Caesars properties. Here is the description from the website, in all caps. From the kitchen of Guy Fieri, chicken guy, exclamation point, features one of a kind, all natural, fresh chicken tenders, hand pounded to maximize crunch and paired with a wide selection of delicious sauces. So basically it's a chicken tenders place. That sounds good. I mean, I like chicken honestly. tenders. Yeah. Hey, there's like this place called Stiggy's. Chicken fingers is like popping up everywhere around here. There's like, they're in Hoboken. They're in New York City. There's like two right next to my work. I don't know what's going on. Everybody wants chicken tenders now. I believe the kids call them tendies. Oh, tendies. Yeah. It's what Canadians call goalies in hockey. Oh, really? (laughs) And kids call chicken tenders in the United States. And by kids, I mean like 20 year olds. Yeah, I'd get some tendies. Why not? Yeah. Also, Purple Zebra Daiquiri Bar. There's one at the link. They also have website speak. It encourages you to be adventurous. Yes, that's what I want all of my brands to tell me to do, is like quintessential brand speak, I think. They would like you to know that they encourage you to swirl together a few flavors to create something truly yours, but if you just want to go with the flow, you can order Peachy Keen, the most popular flavor. So this is like Wet Willies, right? We already have Wet Willies. Isn't there another one that's like not brand? Yes, there is. There's one on the boardwalk, and then there's two Wet Willies. So there are options for this. But I'm sure it'll do fine. So I, I have a couple questions, and, and it's just because I have not been to Kara's in, in such a long time. What, we've been once in the last however many years? Yeah, we were just there like two trips ago. Yeah, but whatever. doesn't count. <laughs> you guys stayed there, I guess. I, I didn't really Oh, yeah, you were a golden nugget. Yeah. Let's hear it. What's the question? I guess this means they will not have a buffet at all anymore, right? Seems that way. Yeah. And so my real question is, did they have an Asia bar before there? Because I can't think of one. I don't know if there's one back near like the poker room would be the only place I can think of. But Remember we talked about eating there and it was like really tiny. It was like four tables mm. across from the pool. Oh, right. The sushi bar pool. across yeah, the yeah, pool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, that's not exactly the same, I don't think. No. So It's not like a, a noodle bar or whatever that you'd find. Do you think this will be a noodle bar though? Or is it just going to be... I, don't, I assume so. A takeout stand. Because uh, this know. seems like it's going to be a food court. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. So I got to give a hat tip to Christopher J in the Atlantic City Adventures with David Wong Facebook group. I mm. feel like we don't give them a lot of shout outs. That's where everybody is now, man. That's the cool group. Certainly it's not cool. due for a win. Pour one out for the AC experience or whatever, or the AC. Everything whatever. is now. Everything, everything is, is still by far the most popular group. I see. I see. But it's not like the cool trendy group. That's David Wong. Yeah. This is like the hipster group. Hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I knew about the David Wong group before it was cool. Except I didn't know about the David Wong group before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Too old for that. No, I'm like a poser in yeah. that group. Yeah. That's fine. It's just, you got to roll with it at, at our age group. It's very hard rock centric, that group, I have to say. Oh, really? If you want hard rock info, that's the place to go. But It sounds up your alley. It's true, except I haven't actually spent any time at hard rock in a long time. I bet I could get that Tuesday, that Monday night. Ooh. Comped. Actually, no, I think I checked and I couldn't. <laughs> I think it was like 129. Uh-oh. <laughs> Crazy. 
Anyway, new sports book at the Ocean has opened on July 1st, the Gallery Bar Book and Games. I just have to pause to appreciate how Baltimore you said Ocean there. Going down the Ocean, hon, gonna have me some bows, watch the areas. At the Gallery Book and Games. The Gallery book and bar, <laughs> bar Book and Games. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, no, okay. You've made me totally lose my train of thought, but that's Perfect. fine. So... The elevated bar has tabletop slot video poker machines. You tried to throw me out off there by having very improper grammar. Yeah. There's also blackjack and roulette tables around the perimeter of the bar. And there's a staircase that connects to the balcony bar, which I believe we talked about. That's where Mark Wahlberg was when we went there on opening day, right? Opening night, right? So I don't think it's, I don't think that's where the balcony bar is. Oh, Paul and I try, went to the balcony bar once to try to get to see what their cocktail menu was like. And they mm. just, they were like, what are you talking about? There's no cocktail menu. Just order your gin and tonic or whatever. <laughs> so I guess it's like expanded out basically from the actual, from the normal, what was the sportsbook area expanded uh-huh. out further so that it extends all the way to the balcony bar. So I'm totally confused then. So is this not up on like the floor above the casino floor then? It is. Okay. But I don't think it's that balcony that you're thinking. Okay. It's a, it's a different balcony. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but that's, ah, that's my yeah, you perception. Could be right. You could be right. You could be right. I, I have no idea where the balcony bar is. Yeah, so. maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's the same. But here's a question for you. Sure. How long do you think the blackjack and roulette tables last in this area? Or how often are they open? I assume they're six to five. I'd assume they'd be open quite a bit. I think that the people who are going to the sports book. Don't want that shit? They don't. That's not where they're going to play. But like, how much money do they really make by putting more seating in? Yeah. I think they're just going to be sitting there like only open from you know 8 to mm. 11 p.m on friday saturdays i'm just saying you know if you're this stone cold businessman the seats in the sports book really don't make a ton of money no, not at all blackjack tables they make more money so if they're used if they're used they're really trying to sell this as like an after hour spot this is not just a sports book this is some place you're gonna want to go hang out and i gotta say i look at the pictures and what i think is this is a video poker bar with a sports book. This is yeah. what it is, which is fine. That's what I like. I like a video poker bar, but I don't know if they're going to be really make this an after hour spot the way they think they are. I mean, it's got to be better than the other place that you've been to the last two trips in a row. The dance club or whatever with very loud music and overpriced drinks. What's it called? Nola's? Literally the last two trips. Yeah. Nola's Nola's. Ocean. Yeah. Maybe. Can get some $6 Fiji though. And isn't that what's important? It is what's important, and, and I bet this place comps drinks for yeah. video poker. Probably, you know, some 7-5 video poker or something. Yeah. Anyway, last but not least, we have a lot of Tony's Baltimore Grill news. As there should be. Yeah, as there should be. So there was an article by friend of the podcast, Amy S. Rosenberg, about pizza box art. So this was done by Union Hall Arts, which is a new art gallery right next to Tony's Baltimore Grill. And they have an art exhibit where the art is basically drawn on or incor- otherwise incorporating pizza boxes from Tony's. Did you go look at the art in the pictures? I have seen some of the pictures, yes. I mean, I didn't look at it again right before this podcast, but I believe I'd looked at the article a week ago or whenever it came out. There's one that the guy cut up the pizza box and turned it into a whale. That mm-hmm. looked really cool. Somebody painted... A scene on a pizza box that looks very Tony's Baltimore Grill, very accurate. So the art looks very cool. This Union Hall Arts, their website actually describes it as in the Tony's Baltimore Grill complex, which I didn't realize that it that was a complex, but it's like in the same building as Tony's Baltimore Grill. Mm-hmm. The art is very cool. I thought it looked cool. You can buy it. I guess that's what an art exhibit normally is. <laughs> and, and I thought the article was just amazing. Like the article, I'll link to it, obviously. 
incorporates both the, you know, talking about the art gallery, describing the art, and also the vibe of Tony's Baltimore Grill, the history of Tony's Baltimore yeah. Grill, like where Tony's Baltimore Grill is going in a way that I really enjoyed. I have to say, like in general, there's a lot of people, I think, in and around the Atlantic City media that have a huge boner, basically, for Tony's Baltimore Grill right now, the new management and stuff. So I get a lot of stuff on my feed kind of linked to them all the time about various Instagram posts they've made about all sorts of stuff, whether it be kind of the history of Tony Baltimore Grill and like trying get to get back to it or just like other problems in Atlantic City and stuff. And I have to say, I'm personally also impressed with basically everything I read that Tony's Baltimore Grill puts out. And I think it's generally good stuff. So I can't really blame all these people for having a boner for Tony's Baltimore Grill. <laughs> they seem to be more active on social media. They're, yeah. I think, trying to be sort of snarky and having a lot of personality. I tweeted this article saying how much I loved the article and somebody who I won't name, replied saying like, oh yeah, well, the pizza sucks. And it led to a whole back and forth between Tony's Baltimore Grill, like very snarky back and forth. And it ended very amicably, but yeah, it was, it was a little aggressive for my taste. You know me, passive, not aggressive. That's, that is true. Not even pa passive aggressive. Passive, passive. So anyways, but the article's really, really good. Go read it. It's excellent. The other Tony's Baltimore Grill thing is that there was some thievery. They set up an outdoor area, outdoor dining area for the first time ever, and somebody came and swiped a table, an umbrella, and six chairs. And so, you know, they posted an angry Facebook, I think, or Instagram post saying, hey, you know, if you see this in your friend's backyard, yeah, let us know and we'll give you $1,500, a pizza and a beer every week for life. That's the latest. So keep your eye out. Yeah. I believe that the request was that every single person who sees that had to send a picture of their backyard <laughs> so they could verify that it was not in their backyard. Yes. Yeah, it makes sense. Perfectly reasonable. So I think that's that. That's the Tony's yeah. Baltimore Girl News. Anything else? Uh, I don't think that's it. Are we going to AC next week? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What do you, what do you think? You're, you're the odds maker. We wouldn't even have an episode before then. It'll just be a, su a surprise trip report. What do you think, 50-50? I think it's less than 50-50. Oh, I'm not so super optimistic, but we'll you're find so out. You're so disappointed. Are you just like, if if I get the go-ahead, are you just in? No, no, no. I have to get approvals as well. Work won't be a problem at all. I'm 100% confident I could take off Tuesday there, but it'd be a big upset if somehow I couldn't go that uh, day. Yeah, usually it's like the work is almost no barrier, but personal stuff is much more barrier. And this is a situation where I actually think work would be more of the barrier than personal stuff. So I would have to find out. Maybe the next episode will be a trip report, but I guess it sounds like you shouldn't hold your breath. No, I would not. You shouldn't hold your breath anyway, because we go two weeks between episodes. But these are the dad jokes. Yeah, good. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us for all of our great dad jokes or any of our other listeners, uh, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content and buy one of our last seven shirts at do for a win.com. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions and maybe we'll reply to them on air uh, to do for a win at gmail.com. How's our inbox, Craig? It's still just the thing about the resort fees, oh, which I haven't updated. Being so lazy. I have notes that I need to update some stuff for the website, too. So you're not the only one that's being lazy. This is the first episode in a while where we haven't decreased the count of remaining shirts. So yeah. I have to implore, come buy a shirt. Especially if you are a 3X or a 4X, we have one of those each left. But uh, yes, we would love to get rid of the rest of our shirts. Boardwalk Empire. Do you want me to try to go through it? Sure. I <laughs> was I like was better. drinking scotch and whiskey, 
bourbon as you should while you watch Borderlands. As Empire. you should. Like, I was looking at my notes, and one of the things I was like, what? That just did not even register for me if I was, like, trying to go by would, memory would you from the episode. say that you've had so much scotch and bourbon and whatever else that you just accidentally sleep with your friend's wife or whatever and then forget about it? No, that did not happen okay, to me. But that's that's... It may have happened to someone in the episode. That's the whole summary of the episode. All right, so the episode, I'd say the big things that happened are Chalky is back in Atlantic City. He is. You basically get to see him make his return. He's going to kind of hide out from the law in the club. He seems to think it's terrible now that he's left and Mickey's running it, which, you know, can't can't blame the man. Uh, And then at the end of the episode, we see him go to New York to try and kill Narcisse, but instead he sees whatever his old girlfriend's name is. Daughter Maitland. Yeah, daughter Maitland, and I guess what appears to be a daughter of hers, and I assume Narcisse's. Uh, That was my assumption anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, he just looks surprised, and that's kind of the end of that. We also see Nucky go to New York to meet with Mazaria. And, well, they were supposed to also meet with the old guy who got shot in the neck, whose name I forget. Torio. And Torio no-shows, and then the place gets all shot up. So Nucky gets to learn that Torio is in with Lucky and Meyer in trying to kill him in Mazaria. Uh, we'll get to see how that plays out in the next three episodes. And then in Chicago, we get to not only learn that apparently somehow Eli has in perhaps the part of the the entire run of the series that makes the least sense slept with yeah. Van Alden's wife. While his wife is pregnant. <laughs> well, we don't know when he slept with Van Alden's wife. Right. So it could have, could have been before that, but probably not. Van Alden's wife seems very done with Van Alden's bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was extremely funny. I mean, it was written this way to be funny, where Bid Alden is like, I'm not living my life in fear anymore. And then his wife yells at him. He's just like, yes, dear, it runs away. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. But that's uh, it was it was good writing. Uh, but anyway, Van Alden and Eli get arrested and brought in, and they're told that they're going to be sent to jail for all of the innumerable crimes that they legitimately have committed if they don't <laughs> steal the ledger books that Al has for the IRS. Yeah. Which, you know, I think from history, I can guess that they do end up stealing it and they'll be the heroes that actually put Al Capone in jail. The other thing, it seems like Margaret just paid off Rothstein's wife and that's that. It's done with. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's done with. That seemed to wrap up real easy. Yeah. Everyone seems happy. We get to see Jimmy's mom in the sanitarium. Yeah, that's weird. Being, being weird. We got to see Al really having bathroom troubles. A scene yeah, Beth, near Al. and dear to my heart. <laughs> Usually not that problem. Um... So that was good. 20-something Nucky, his fake teeth were disturbing, man. That was not great for me. I didn't, didn't like that. I think the flashbacks so far are my favorite part of the season. Yeah, get to see young Nucky uncovering first a pig and then a, a body under the boardwalk. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. I I still am constantly surprised like how much stuff is coming up that feels like it needs to be resolved. And we keep pushing towards the end. Like- There's only three... We've got a lot of stuff to get through in three episodes. Do you know if the last episode is like a double episode or something, or is it actually an hour? I don't know. Because I know they'll do that stuff a lot, where it's basically like a feature-length movie yeah. or whatever. It's, it's terrible. I hate yeah. when that happens. I think, yeah, I don't want a two-hour episode, but we'll we'll see what we get. Yeah, anything else? I don't think so. I have one other note. All right. My brother went to Maryland Live, mm-hmm. and I jokingly asked if they had Wonder Woman machines. Wonder Woman! And he sent me a picture of a whole bank of Wonder Woman machines, but they're different Wonder Woman machines. You should have gone. Now I have to go to Maryland Life. 
I thought you were going to reach out to me and we were going to go to the casino while you're down here. And it did not happen. No, it was chaos when I was down there. Very disappointed. Just a lot. It's like, we went to a Baysox game. Your life seems like chaos, honestly. It's, yeah, it's a lot going on. Two kids, it's a lot. You have two kids. I have two kids. My life is much, much more calm than yours, I think. All right. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you in a couple weeks. And hopefully, if Craig gets his act together for once in his life, we'll have a trip report. Mm, I wouldn't, you know, I was going to say I wouldn't hold my breath, but (laughs) we already had this conversation. If I'm doing a 24-hour trip, I would much rather, like, do 10 a.m. to 10 a.m., not 7 p.m. to 7 p.m., but... Uh, but it's, like, much more convenient to do 7 p.m. to 7 p.m., like, in terms of scheduling, because it's only one day off at work that way. Oh, that's true, yeah. And it's not so bad. I would make an exception for you, Craig. I would stay up at least until 1 a.m. with you. That would be my, my problem. That's true. Stay up later. Yeah. I could still drink on on Tuesday because I... Because you're taking the bus, bus. right? That's true.